Welcome to Eyes in the Dark. We are a horror movie podcast where we watch horror movies and talk about horror that we see inside those movies. Uh, <laughs> we live by a simple motto on this podcast, and that motto is death by celluloid. Uh, as always, you are joined by the unholy trinity and uh, and someone else, someone special here today. We have a sp- special spooky guest on the special, very special spooky Halloween episode. It is Donald Pleasance. Hey guys, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Doctor Loomis. Um, we, He's we're a very get, sensitive soul. We're gonna go through intros here in just a moment, but uh, before that, let's go ahead and get through what we like to call the business. So, as always, you can go ahead and check out our website, eyesinthedarkpodcast.com, and check out all our episodes. Uh, give us a follow there, whatever. You can also check us out along with our other uh, shows that we have as part of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network at stuffandthingsnetwork.com. You can reach out to us, give us questions, comments, complaints, whatever you want to do, recommendations via email, and that's going to be eyesinthedarkpodcast at gmail.com. And you can reach out to us collectively via Twitter if you've got 140 characters uh, for us, and that's going to be at EITDpod. Um, So... Welcome to this episode, Halloween episode, where we are talking about Halloween. 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 Halloween on Halloween. <laughs> it's Halloween. Hey, yo, dog. I heard you like Halloween, so we're gonna talk about Halloween on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's exhibit for you. We got some Halloweeners too. Mm-hmm. Oh man, why don't we like make like like Halloween themed hot dogs? And- like hollow them out. Yeah, and like hollow them like out. Like you're carving a pumpkin. Oh, exactly. Oh. And like carve little faces onto the tip of them. Hey, we got Bloody Marys. Mm, just the That's tip true. of the wiener. Yeah. You got Bloody Marys there because blood. Mm-hmm. And Mary. Mary's real blood. <laughs> it's true. Bloody Mary is a, you know, you used to say her name in the mirror. That's true. And nothing happened. And then nothing happened until it did. And then a oh. black guy that spit bees showed up. <laughs> 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 but then he can still get you in your dreams. Um, okay. No. Well, no, no. Did he get you the No. It, the joke it, was that I'm mixing him up with Freddy. Freddy. Because mm. he makes Bloody Mary up with Candyman. This is a real great start. Well, we, had ha- we did Halloween, guys. We did Halloween. Halloween. Let's Halloween. jump right in. Let's my, go ahead. My, my baby is not born yet, so I'm here. Yeah. So at any moment, Evan may need to leave. Uh, no, for, he'll stay. For, for those of you who don't know, uh, that is Evan. I, I'm Chewy. Um, I, I do this show. I do other shows and stuff and things, uh, Podcast Network. Uh, I got into horror movies via the zombie film and the foreign horror movie, in particular Asian horror. Um, and like we talked about last time, uh, Scream actually was kind of one of my earliest memories for being like, yeah, I like horror movies. Uh, you can reach out to me individually on Twitter. That's at Chupacabra, C-H-E-W-P-A-C-A-B-R-A. Uh, Evan, you can get at me at Evan the Braun. Bye. James. James. Oh, hey. Sorry, I was, <laughs> I was tweeting what Evan was saying. Um, yeah, uh, you can reach me at Jurassic Park. Nope. Price. <laughs> Jurassic Park Price. I'm changing, I'm changing my Twitter name to Jurassic Park Price. We've had, uh, we've had a couple Bloody Marys, guys. Yeah, it's true. And um, I got into horror movies because of the uh, holiday that's today. Loved yeah. Halloween, so then yeah. I got into Halloweeny movies. Nice. Evan, you, you didn't done. tell us. How did you get into horror movies? Uh, just, you know, bad parenting. Not <laughs> by me, but by my parents. Mm-hmm. They taught you a critical lesson that you will not 
teach your daughter. I still think you should show her exposure to I horror like, movies. Early. I feel like my if my daughter starts watching horror movies at the ripe young age of zero, that she will watch videos of how to kill cats later in her life. <laughs> she'll yeah. she'll end and up she'll she'll Michael videos. Myers. Yep. And she yeah. she might mm-hmm. be messed mm-hmm. up. But I'll you do know, this. I'll I will watch horror movies with her Start, in in the we'll just, essence, and then she will can hear them. But I will not make her, her visually back, watch Just have her back turned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just let her listen to horror movies. Yeah. You know, no, just, the, the blood sounds. Just yeah. start her off with like Ghostbusters. That'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. That's Young fine. Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like uh, I don't know. I mean, I watched horror movies when I was a kid, and I'm fine. <laughs> yes, right, guys. Uh, you can't see the dead look in his eyes right here. Oh, there it is. <laughs> the eyes of the devil. Um, this, so, this, as I mentioned, we've got a special guest here uh today go ahead and introduce yourself i don't know how you want to introduce yourself here Ooh, hello i am ryan uh i'm not on social media i'm on instagram but you're just gonna have to find me yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. that's it that's all i got for he's you. a he's a he's a secret person very he's a, secret very secretive, very secretive <laughs> mm-hmm. person um he i will actually... sell you my cell phone number though which yeah. is 714-404-3639 call okay. text Email anytime. <laughs> Email text. <laughs> Email that phone number. Email that phone number, please. Um, you listen to the show, yeah? Oh yeah. That's that's yeah. I mean, like uh, I've met you before through the grapevine and stuff. We've talked. We've shared some brewskis. Yep. But yep. then I found out that apparently you you like this movie a lot. Oh, love you, this movie. You love Halloween, the movie. Uh, so it was a natural fit to have yep. you on here. So we're stoked to have you on here. I always like when we talk about someone's favorite movie. Uh, because they can provide additional insight to it, as well as like, if one of us like has a differing opinion, then it's always fun to see the argument that unravels. Like when we argued about if Twenty Eight Days, days later, later was a zombie movie or not. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it is. But when we didn't do that movie yet, right? We haven't done it yet. We talked about it when you were gone. I listened oh, to that. Yeah. actually, yeah. on on the. What are your thoughts, real quick? Real quickly, I haven't seen it. Oh, I know. That's why we should do it. Yeah, oh. I'm, there we it's go. A good movie. It's a really good movie. Um, James, before we move forward talking about Halloween, why are we even talking about horror movies? Why do we do this show? Uh, because movies like Halloween, and they uh, they show you that there's a little more to it than just uh, tr- you know treats and tricks, and, um, <laughs> and road twitches. Yeah, and and road twitches. Uh, <laughs> but they uh, they show you there's a little more uh, that there can be a little more critical acclaim behind uh, the horror horror genre. Than what people give it credit for. So we're just trying to uh, share, shed some light on that. Cool. All right. Well, let's go ahead and roll into it here. Evan, give us some of the deets. Oh, hang on. Well, I told you to be I, ready. I have, no, I'm 19, ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. 1970, made in 1976. Nope. Came out in nope. 1977. I read into it. It was actually made and released in 1978. Okay. Not 77. Okay. Uh, uh, John, John, John Carpenter. <laughs> He uh, he made this movie, Johnny Carp. Yeah, <laughs> John Carpenter. He directed, J- wrote, right? J J Carp directed it and wrote it, and did the score. Music, yeah. Which alone in his house the best on his score, but I mean, like in it's pretty great. No, 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 it's... no, no. No, what I'm trying to say, it's pretty good, dude. No, it's great for the what it is for the yeah. movie, but I'm saying like as a score, like it's just a p, it's just a keyboard. Well, it's a man alone in his house on this piano. Yeah. So agreed. You, agreed. It's great for this movie, and it's iconic. Blah blah blah. Do you know? But I'm saying though, in the, the in the realm of scores, yeah, like, he doesn't have an orchestra. It's not John Williams. It's no, not like a score. But like he a, does shove it in John Williams' face. He's like, "Yeah, I did this in my living room. What do you have? <laughs> it cost me orchestra? nothing at all. Yeah. Wave of the future, bitches. In, yeah. 
Um, do you know how he came up with the idea for the little melody? Uh, I think I've heard it before, but I don't remember. Do you? I do not. No. Do you? No. So I heard tell. So uh, I like that you had to had to like try to like bring us down a notch. Oh, no. you guys don't know? <laughs> do you know? Does anybody know? No. no I'm, I'm gonna, gonna say if one, you. Of you, if one of you, if one of you, I had to turn into Quentin Tarantino. I'm gonna fucking tell you. Fucking listen here. Um, <laughs> no, I, I I wanted to give you guys a chance. I was hoping you would know because then you would get to tell it because you know. Um, so David, you know David. Uh, yeah, yeah our, our friend David there, uh, who was the one who corrected us with White Zombie. Um, he, we were talking because I actually we ended up going to uh, Halloween Horror Nights, and they had a uh, Halloween maze, and it was fucking great. Except they did also reference uh, Halloween Three in that maze. Um, That's unfortunate. We were. Cha- I'll I'll talk a little <laughs> bit about that after we we received a challenge. What's this have to do with the soundtrack? Um, so we were talking about in line, waiting for it, um, listening to that, you know, theme over and over again. And he dropped a little knowledge on me. Uh, apparently John Carpenter came up with the idea initially on one of those little, uh, toy xylophones, like oh, the little, yeah. like, red, blue, green, like he was putting his kid to bed and he was just like playing around with it. Like, you know, oh, okay, time for bed. And he just kind of made like a little song. He's like, Hmm. And he just remembered that, and then boom, there you go. Crazy, yeah. Just from tucking in his child, he created one of the most terrifying <laughs> pieces of music. It's something his child probably holds near and dear. Yeah, <laughs> his child hears it, and he's like, "Ah, oh, uh, that reminds me. That yeah. takes me back to the womb." That's his nice blankie. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, Warm Evan, and fuzzy. Keep going with some details here. Uh, what other details you want? Who else is who's in it? Oh yeah, yeah. Duh. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm sure that's an important. Yeah. Jamie Lee it's Curtis. Early, it's early in the day. I've had a few drinks. <laughs> Jamie uh, Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. First, first role. Yeah. Major role. This is her first role. Yeah. Really. Mm. She was only. I think she was still a teenager. I don't know how old she was. Seventeen or eighteen. Interesting. Maybe nineteen. Maybe nineteen. That's yeah, still teen. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But she was still a teenager. I read. Um, Donald Pleasance. Donald. He's a stud. What else is he? What I mean, you know, because you're a mu- movie god. What else is he popular for or famous for? Do you know? I'll look it up. Never mind. James, this is what uh, you're on the show for. Uh, yeah, you got me. He's not really known for much other than I know Halloween. him from, from the Halloween series. Yeah. But he uh, But I think but he was famous because I remember reading something about how John oh, Carpenter like was like stoked to get him. Yeah, like, he's got some sort of storied um filmography. Yeah. From when he was a younger lad. Um yeah. other than that, that's kind of all it's really that's like all that came out of it. That's significant. I mean, there's mm-hmm. other people, but small cast. Matter. Can you tell me anything um, about the shape? Is the shape uh, Michael when he's got like the mask on and all that stuff? Oh, uh, you're referring to Michael Myers in the credits is credited as the shape. Well, there's three credits. There's yeah. Michael age six, yeah. Michael age twenty three, and then something called the shape. That's David Castle. Yeah, Nick, Nick Castle. Nick, Nick Castle. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's when he remember he was at a distance. He oh, played him because okay. he was John Carpenter's great friend. And then the okay. guy we actually see his yeah, face. Yeah. That's, that's uh, Michael age twenty three. That's yeah, Michael that's age twenty three. Okay, twenty one. And he was probably also the dude like when when he takes the car and stuff like that. Yeah, probably. But so he's the basically the thing that people are afraid of, which is like that, a stature. That stature, that intimidation, that that presence—that's the shape. And it could be very. Um, I think uh, Evan and and Ryan brought this up when we were watching it. The, did you guys watch it together? Yeah, yeah. we did. Awesome. We did a little. All three of you. All yeah. three. You bastards. Um, 
When did you watch it? I watched it this morning. Oh, we uh, watched it last night. Oh, okay. Uh, the 21-year-old... I you were to watch it, sorry. The 21-year-old Michael Myers. Yeah. Seems a bit short. You know, in some yeah. of the scenes, there's a scene where he's like, uh, you know, in the, the closet scene where he's trying to attack Jamie Lee Curtis and she stabs his eye out and he's laying down. Yeah. It's like, Ryan or everyone, you brought up, like, he looks pretty small there. So he I'm looks, wondering yeah, if, he looks scrawny. Yeah, I'm wondering if Nick Castle is just a hulking beast. Yeah, because the guy who, like, the guy who's credited as Michael Myers, quote unquote, is Tony Moran. That's who it is, yeah. Um, so that's probably who's Lemon like, Moran Pie? Yeah. Mm. More like Tony yeah. Moron. Oh, oh Halloween. <laughs> Hello, dis. He's in your closet right now. <laughs> uh, that would be t- how fucking terrifying would it be if he just like popped out of the closet right now? I feel now? like all you, four of us could probably take him pretty yeah, easily. He's like 5'7. Uh, hey, if Donald Pleasance couldn't take him with a six shooter, I don't know about that. That's yeah. true. He took four shots to the chest. Four no, shots. No, he took him down. He just scurried away. away when he wasn't looking. Oh, man. So. But like, how much of that's playing possum? He like, shot him in the chest and he didn't die. After he got stabbed in the <laughs> chest, after he got stabbed in the eye, after he got stabbed in the neck. Well, let's... Uh, come on. He maybe not got... I don't want to say he got stabbed in the eye. He could have just gotten poked. He got poked in the Did eye. Did you see his eye? Did you see his eye when he, she ripped off his mask? How it was all fucked up? Yeah. I think, I think he's just, just an him. ugly dude. Yeah. You think that was just him? <laughs> I think that's he how got, he looks. He like, got, that's from he before. Got that's how my bar. face looks, guys. Yeah. He <laughs> got in a bar fight earlier that night. I had a stroke, and that's why I kill people. <laughs> uh, that's why I... When I <laughs> you, know, you know what's weird is that there is an absence of blood in this movie. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I, the only time you really see it a lot is in the beginning when he stabs his sister. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. don't even see it a lot, but you see some blood. Yeah, yeah. very limited. And of yeah. all the injuries Michael takes, there's definitely no blood. No blood. He is wearing a dark jumpsuit. Yeah. So. And he, well, I mean, and it's always at night. He so. gets shot four times and falls off a balcony and runs away. So maybe we are to believe that he's a robot. Hmm. I don't he know. does have that. There's that one moment where, like, um, when. Jamie Lee Curtis thinks she kills him and he's lying down on the ground and then in the background he just like oh, rises oh, up. Oh, the Undertaker yeah, move? Yeah, say, the Undertaker yeah. move where he's just like from the waist up and then once he gets up he just does that like head turn. Yeah. Oh, so chilling, good. dude. He that he could be a robot. He could be. Yeah, it's true. I mean, yep. except in the second movie when they shoot him in the eyeballs, he bleeds. Oh, yeah. Yep. That, that and he did <laughs> right grow older in a, in, in a in a sane asylum. I guess a robot probably wouldn't get yeah. bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Unless there was somebody in there just... They just keep adding parts. <laughs> yeah. let's, add, let's add some more. Um, all right, let's let's talk about it, dude. Let, let's let's really dig into the nitty-gritty here. The nitty-gritty. Um, I just want to start with... Jamie Lee Curtis was hot back in the day. Yeah. I'll yeah. start off with that. Well, Sorry, she's guys. There were some man. really good scenes that she looked good, and then some scenes I was like, "Ooh, you look so unfortunate." Yeah, you look like <laughs> you look like a mom. Yeah, full <laughs> blown mom. Like when she was walking home from school, like, eh. I was like, I get you're trying to be smart, but you can dress a little better than that. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like she's kind of consistently stayed looking around the same age range for a while, like to now. Uh, probably not to now, but probably to like maybe like fifteen years ago. Okay. Yeah, like, except like, I mean, she chopped all her hair off. Yeah, at one point where which that was like a drastic. Eh. I, I don't know, man. True lies gets me going. Yeah. Gets my blood pumping. Oh yeah, do it slow. Do it sexy. I don't. I really. <laughs> I, I don't remember True Lies. I'm sorry. Oh, well, True Lies is I've great. Seen it, where he I takes the remember. two dogs and slams their heads together. Yeah, it's badass. Yeah, and they redo that. They do a shot for shot remake of that scene in Face Off. Only they use people's faces. Really? Oh, yeah. No. 
but there's that scene where like <laughs> Nick Cage and John Travolta get like face to face, like, it, and it looks like that. Anyways, Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> so again, we see the uh, the the prevalence of the point of view, right? Oh, the it's POV. He- it's heavy in here. Yeah. They start start you off in in POV, which. I mean, think if you put yourself in the time, right? It's 1978. Um, you you know, there's not a lot of slasher movies out, not a lot of this realistic horror. You're coming from a lot of sci-fi and and creature from a black lagoon, and you know, you had some some stuff going on like Last House on the left, and uh, a lot of campy Vincent Price haunting type of movies. And you go go to this, and this movie immediately changes the scenery and starts off by putting you in the eyes of the killer. I mean, at the, I mean, we we don't experience it because we've had you know a nice forty year range of horror movies. Yeah. But at the time, I mean that that freaks you out. Yeah. You haven't seen anything like that before. You're like, what's going on? Yeah. I'm seeing people through the eyes of the the murderer. What? Yeah. So it was a um, probably like one of the best used scare tactics in this movie, and why people freak out a little bit is you're made to like see these things through. Michael Myers' eyes. And um, Evan's got, a, I think, a point that John Carpenter didn't want Michael Myers to be relatable, right? Yeah. yeah. You couldn't justify, like, oh, yeah, I see why he's killing these people. So not only can you not justify why he's killing these people, but then you're also put in his point of view, and it's making you feel like you have no reason to kill these people. It's it's really a, a psychological, creepy feeling that they create with this point of view from behind behind the mask and you hear the breathing, yeah, and um, which just I mean, we, such a little little filming effect and very powerful. I think the the whole opening scene too. It's like you don't know that it's a little kid in the beginning. Like you just think it's just yeah. some creep outside of the yeah. house watching, and then going in and, getting, and like you don't know that it's a little kid until after he like walks out and his parents are there. You know, yeah. like so that's like even crazier. Like that's I feel like part, the, yeah. when this movie came out, when people first watched it for the first time, like that would have been crazy to see. Like. Like oh this this dude's lurking outside goes in kills this kills this girl and then you walk out and it's like a six year old boy what yeah like, that's what we would call a twist nowadays right, right? but Which, without the big build up and reveal that they ha- yeah. normally have like this isn't a formulaic twist this is like a oh shit yeah yeah fucked up dude. And I do, I do wonder. Actually, I had a question about that opening scene, which I never really picked yeah. up on. When Michael's going inside the house, well, first he's out, he's outside the house looking in, right? And we get like a, kind of an over-the-shoulder shot. So this isn't in his point of view, but you see yeah. the um, uh, his sister and the dude fooling around on the couch, right? Mm-hmm. And the guy picks up like the clown mask and goes yeah. like oogie boogie boogie, and she and the the sister gets freaked out a little bit, Judith. Yeah. It's a little freaked out, and he puts it down, and then she's like, let's go upstairs, blah, 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 and they wander off. And then later, when Michael enters the house, he picks up that clown mask. Mm-hmm. And I know he's in a clown suit, but like, what is propelling him to pick up that mask? Does he not Does he not want his sister to see him? Does he want to scare her? I don't know, because as soon as she sees him, she, she knows calls him is. Michael. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, why is, it, you know, why is he drawn to the mask? Is is interesting to me. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, mean, and they like, and then I mean, that plays into why he puts a mask on later and stuff like that. But maybe he and even even when Jamie Lee Curtis tears it off, he puts it back on yeah. before he attacks her. Like yeah. he's very keen on wearing a mask. Maybe it's I just it's like I mean, that's disassociation. Like, yeah, it's you like, know, it's like it's not me, it's not my face. Right. It's like I think crazy people, like if they. <laughs> I'm not speaking for crazy people. No, but, no, no, but I know what you mean. Yeah, like they they feel like um, I'm sure like like 
if I put this mask on, it's not really me doing it or something. But he know. did kill people without the mask on. He killed the the truck guy where he got the auto mechanic thing. We don't know if he didn't have a mask at that point. No, we do know because it's on the outskirts of town, and then Donald Pleasance follows him into the hardware store where he's broken in and taken the mask later. So but, he didn't have a mask at that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he. Well, the thing is, is we can assume that, but we don't know if he did something else to mask his identity. So are you saying are we to believe that he drove somewhere to get something to hide his face? I'm just saying. He, I'm sure he could have hidden his face. With I don't, a t-shirt. I don't, it, is, it doesn't with, matter, it does, but like, yeah. he could have put his like <laughs> gown over his face. I don't yeah. know, whatever. Like, I'm not saying he has to get that specific mask. He could have fucking gotten another mask somewhere. He's like, fuck this mask. It doesn't fit my face. <laughs> not good. This one smells <laughs> not like good enough. Yeah. <laughs> but there's definitely a thing about him wanting to kill with the mask on. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I think they, and not to bring up the, you know, Rob Zombie Halloween because it wasn't very good, but... Um, <laughs> Thou shalt not mention. But he... <laughs> They focus a lot on the mask situation, like when he's in his like mental. You've seen it, right? Right. Yep. So like when he is in like his like, you know, whatever room at the mental hospital, he's like making masks all the time. So they play like like the mask is like a huge deal kind of thing for him. But which is good because I think it's downplayed in this a little bit, but it's clearly yeah. important. Yeah. And it seems very important to me. At least maybe I'm I'm overthinking it, but it seems important. To him, I I think it's important to him to do to kill his sister. Spoiler: Jamie Lee Curtis is his sister. Uh, kill his sister with the mask on. Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it seems like when maybe he's, it's like a, when he's like actually getting thing. the kill that he wants, he wants the mask on. Maybe right? it's like a guilt thing, like he doesn't want her to know that's it's her brother kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Maybe but in like the beginning, like he didn't want his sister maybe to know that it yeah. was him kind of thing, even though she did. I think maybe Rob Zombie picked up on this curious mask thing, and that's kind of why he got the idea to to drop, drop it in. <laughs> yeah, well, ruin it, but try to drop in some knowledge in the, the remake. Drop some hard, hard it always harder. seemed like it's an identification thing for me. I felt like he had the mask, he put it on, and for him it was like that was a safety, like I can kill, I can do whatever I want kill my family members and everything and he's like in a safe place because uh like you said he was a normal little kid that he puts the mask on and he's this monster yeah and his parents take the mask off and he's a scared little six-year-old kid with a bloody knife yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it's like crazy but well it's just anybody with like identity issues like they they put on masks essentially quote unquote to we, we, to be somebody else we kind of saw yeah. it in i feel like feel like you just quoted the mask right there when the psychologist <laughs> is, is telling jim carrey <laughs> oh dude what if they <laughs> i want to see someone like cut together like the trailer for like halloween and the trailer for like the mask or whatever or like parts of the mask to make you it could seem do it. like it would be a wild movie. what if they made a new mask movie and he was a murderer it's just a murderer Whoa. that'd be so uh, good that'd be such a good horror movie i'd see it in theaters essentially dorian is that when he puts the mask on he just shoots everybody dorian's a villain <laughs> that's true yeah, yeah. that's true yeah. is it what's his never mind what, dorian with his dsl <laughs> He, yeah. He's got some DSL. Yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> we saw it. We saw it a little bit in identity. You know? Do you remember? Or, I mean, obviously, he has like his multiple identities, like in his head and shit. Like, but the like it was all different masks essentially that he's wearing. Yeah, like theoretical or what do you call it? Yeah, theoretical masks. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think you bring up a good point, Ryan. We and we we talked about this too. Uh, Michael Myers is so brazen in this movie. 
He does yeah. things like right out in the open. He's like, I'm going to carry this body straight around the side of the house to the front of the house and take her on in. Yeah. And like, I'm going to just put a mask on and stalk this chick in the daylight on the street. Yeah, in the daylight, dude. He's just hanging out outside of the school. Does not care yeah. at all. Just standing there. But but when he doesn't have that the mask in the beginning, at least, he's a bit of a scrambler and he's, you know, hiding in the shadows trying to escape from the mental hospital. And so maybe the mask gives him like the courage or the confidence to be out in the open powers yeah yeah Yeah, maybe maybe that's the source of his power (laughs) he's like yeah shoot me stab me i don't care got the mask on it's like it's like the green lantern only instead of a ring it's a mask yeah and he kills people instead of helping (laughs) yeah instead of helping him and instead of willpower it's fucking fear (laughs) um dude he is like in this whole movie right i think I, i i took count he kills four people during the duration of this movie. Did you count the dog that he eats? People. Okay, sorry. Okay, I mean, he killed two dogs. Uh, by the way, that second dog, when he kills him, like, and you see him, like, strangle it, that's when you're like, oh, shit, this guy's fucking evil. Yeah. Like, you watch him kill people before that, and you're like, eh, I mean, he's kind of messed up. But then once he kills a dog, I'm like, like, oh, that fool's fucking evil, dude. Um, well, to me, he breaks into a hardware store, steals knives, ropes, and a mask, but he murders a dog to eat it instead of just stealing food. <laughs> That's true. I mean, he probably could have got some candy bars at that hardware store, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'll kill this dog and eat it instead. There you go. He needs protein, man. <laughs> yeah. You can't get that out of a crunch bar. Or beef jerky. You know, he could have just had that. Um, he is a uh, straight carnivore, not an omnivore. By <laughs> the way, when when the cops there are like, oh, it's probably some kids. Why do you think it was kids? Oh, they stole, they broke in here, took a couple of masks and ropes and knives. It's like totally fine with the fact that someone's just breaking in, stealing not ropes masks, and yeah. ropes and knives. He's like, what's a kids? What's a hardware store doing with chef's knives though? I don't. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Like that's a make small town. What's a hardware like store a doing with store. Halloween masks? Yeah. That's true too. Yeah, I think it's like a like the general store yeah, out maybe. out in the uh, the boonies or something, even though they're not. But doesn't this remind you of Scream? Yeah, right. Isn't mm-hmm. isn't it just kind of like you could tell that Wes was getting a little uh, Wes Carpenter was was uh, yeah. melding together in Scream and and bringing this scene back to life. You yeah. um, it, but you see, you spend so much time with Michael just stalking his prey, and and that to me is kind of the disturbing part because. You see him there, and they do, like, the reveal, like, oh, he's there all along. Or, like, you know, you're in his point of view, and he's just looking at him, and you see the person leave. And you think, okay, it's going to break, and then it doesn't. It just holds on him just there, like, (sighs) just for, like, an additional five seconds more than it needs to be. And that's what makes it, like, fucked up. You know what I mean? I love, like, some of my favorite parts of the movie are, like, when they're walking home from school, and he's, like, just being creepy. Creepville, yeah. you know, like when he's driving around and then yeah. like he's behind the bushes, like that scene where he steps out from the bushes and she sees him just yeah. standing there, and then he's gone, like nowhere to be found. Like, oh, I love he, that part. He, and, I counted the amount of times that he like in unique times that he like stalks someone, whether it led to a kill or not, and it was like twelve times. Twelve times were with him just like staring at people and stalking people and being a presence more than anything, and he only has the four kills. I, uh, I'm, I'm okay. It's a perfect lead up. I came up with a new theory last night, precisely why that is. Because there is a ton of stalking, and he, but he seems to murder for a purpose, right? He's not going around like he stalks a little boy, but he's not killing the little boy, right? I think he's stalking him because he, so that I think is because 
that little boy was with Lori when yep. Lori went up to the house. Yep. And so, and remember, they show him in the house. So I think he's following that little boy to lead him back to Lori. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that ties into my theory. Okay. You kicked it off. Sorry. I don't think You're he welcome. knows which one of those three babysitters is his sister. Mm. I think he kills all of them because he's not sure which one is mm, his sister. Interesting. And I think this is why he might have believed he killed her when he puts the Judith Myers tombstone over the head of the slut, the yeah, yeah the tall blonde PJ Souls. Mm-hmm. Tootsie roll, because yeah. he thinks he thinks Tootsie nip. Because if you think about it, because he's labeling her right. Oh, this is like my sister, yeah. right? Now my sisters are together, and he sees uh, to- Tootsie nip uh, PJ Souls um, <laughs> with the guy on the couch, yeah. reminiscent to the opening scene yeah. of his sister with the guy yeah. on the couch, yeah. and then they went upstairs. Okay. So I wonder if just through identification, he's like, oh, th- this is the one that is my sister. I like it. So he believes that he has killed his sister. And then uh, I haven't fully rounded this out, but I'm not sure he just kills Jamie Lee Curtis to make sure or he's trying to kill her. But the theory that I, I just first noticed last night was I don't think he knows which one is his sister. And I think that's why he's stalking specifically those three. And he follows the boy to get to the girl. To, uh, he follows the boy to get to the the, the girls, right? And I think he just like all systematically eliminate all of them. The only thing I think that is a uh, caveat to that is even before they're walking home from school, he kind of pinpoints Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, he knows who she is because, yeah. like, in the alert. house. Oh. Um, I mean, doesn't she see him outside of the school when she's in the class? So I, I, I'm gonna. Oh, uh, yeah. I have a What's question the here. There? I, what in this movie specifically indicates that she is his sister? Nothing. Did we I find out, we okay. find out in the, the sequel. In, in the next movie. Okay, yeah. cool. Because yeah. I'm like, I had absolutely, you guys are saying this, and I'm like, how do we know based on this movie alone? You, you don't. Okay. You find out in the next, in, the, in Halloween yeah. 2. So, okay. th- I mean, that does beg the Which question. Also a great movie. Did they mean to make her his sister, or was it a writing thing for the second one? Yeah, I don't know. Or is that kind of like a, like, yeah, like, hey, wouldn't it be fucked up if she ended up being a sister? Yeah. Yeah. It could have been a proposal for the second one that I, they never really yeah. flushed out in the first. I haven't read the script. I haven't read anything, like, trivia wise, like, uh, or fact wise about this movie, but I don't, I mean, I don't know if they made this movie with the intention of making the second one. Because the second one does pick up, like, the same day. From, so, from thing, what so. I know, they, John Carpenter launched this whole idea off. With the idea that right. he wanted to release a movie on Halloween every year, but it would just be a completely different subject every year. Right. But the first one blew up so big that the studio was like, you have to make a sequel. You have to do it. You have to bring back Michael Myers. Everybody's freaking out. You know, Hollywood wanted to make more money. And so he's like, fine. I, like, this wasn't my idea. Like, it's not what I wanted to do, but I'll do it. And he just created one to continue on that the same day. Right. Because mm-hmm. the second one picks up with Jamie Lee Curtis going to the hospital. And then Halloween 3 has nothing to do with Michael Myers because John Carpenter finally got the freedom to do his original idea of just launching a new Halloween movie for every Halloween. And because it bombed, they went back to making Michael Myers Halloweens. Yep. I didn't know that. No, yeah, yeah, I knew that. But like the... So like what I was telling you guys last night, like the Halloween 3, if you watch that movie outside of the realm of Halloween... Awesome movie. That, that was kind cool. of our challenge that uh, yeah. Ian gave us. He says, I challenge you guys. I, I want you guys to watch Halloween 3, but I want you guys to do it 
without the yeah, like any bias. any ties to the previous two Halloweens, yeah. like as a standalone movie called Season of the Witch. Yep. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll talk about it with the guys. So we, we might should, be able to do that. We should do that. So that was the, that was the Carpenter's intention, right? Mm-hmm. So I wonder if, yeah, when they the, the studio did, kind of forced him to make the second one, if he's like, oh, let's just make did, them related. Did Carpenter have anything to do with the third one, though? Yeah. Are you sure? I believe he did. I believe he was. He's probably a producer on that thing. Okay. Maybe a writing credit. I think the third one sucks, independent of the first two still. Mm. But it's my opinion. Dude, so I got to know, Ryan. Uh, just what what attracts you to this movie or what draws you to this movie? Um, I think it's the fact that there's a big mystery on why he's doing this. You know, he's a young kid. He just yeah. does it. And then Loomis is just like a Loomis freak about it. He's yeah. the man. He runs that town by the end of the movie. He's oh, literally yeah. like calling sheriffs. He's like, <laughs> yeah. you guys get over here now. Yeah, he immediately does everything he wants. He immediately tells the sheriff what to do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because he even quotes, like, uh, I for eight years, I tried talking to him, get him the best help, and then I just yeah. realized this kid is dead on the yeah. inside. Like, he literally has nothing left. All he wants to do is kill, and I, I've committed my life to keep him behind bars and never, pretty much never see the light of day. Which is creepy. Like, he brings so much gravitas, like, to the movie. He's like, Michael Myers is evil reborn. And without that, you know, we're not really thinking that, right? Yeah. But you're we're like, this guy's fucked killer. up. But, yeah. They, but, yeah, but Loomis is like, this kid is evil. And no one yeah. believes him. Yeah. No, you're like, oh, you're a crazy old man. <laughs> yeah. Because like, even like the, the lady, when they're driving up the very like first scene, when they're driving up the gate, and he's like, no, you're dealing with a monster. Like, yeah. he won't talk. He won't ramble. But like, you got to be careful with this guy. And like, she even says, like, what was the drug he said to give her? And she was like, he won't even be able to walk. He's like, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Ambient or something like that. Yeah, something crazy like that. So pretty much his plan was to drug this guy for the rest of his life and never let him see the light of day. (laughs) And and we find out that Loomis is spot on. This guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah, Yeah. Loomis rules in this movie. He rules. And like, it just pisses you off that like you have these Keystone cops that just don't believe him. Yeah, and trust him. Why? I like. Why does this doctor of psychology have a six shooter on him? Yeah, that's a he badass gun. He he is a badass <laughs> individual. Yeah, he's like, and I like how he just pulls a permit out, like uh, just a random. Yeah, he's like, I, like a like a receipt. I have a <laughs> he's like, oh, I got a permit for this. <laughs> and then he's like, what? oh yeah, oh yeah, officer. Uh, yeah, this is a piece of paper that you're not going to say anything about. <laughs> the cops just like, uh, okay, okay, I believe you, yeah. <laughs> um, dude. But he. Uh, so let's talk about Loomis here for a little bit. Oh wait, right? that brings up. Oh, he, yeah. t- he tells the sheriff all about this fucking crazy evil guy. The sheriff does not think to call his daughter and be like, hey, uh, go home, lock the doors. There's a freaking killer out there. No, he does her just go bang whoever she wants. Yeah, he's like, hey, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Annie. Annie. <laughs> Let's talk about Annie. Annie's a fucking dick, dude. Yeah. No, she's the worst. She sucks so much. Like, she's just like, oh, you scared off another boy, didn't you? You suck. You're never going to get laid. Yeah. She, she, she just she sucks. She tra- but she she's kind of hot. So, so much trash. She's pretty cute. I want to put her and like Kevin Garnett in a room and just trash talk each other. <laughs> Kevin Garnett. <laughs> I think she would take him. Uh, yeah. It'd be like one of those Your Mama battles. Remember that show? Oh, yeah. Her and Kevin Garnett. Go. <laughs> Was that show the that like Nick Cannon show or whatever? Is that what you're talking about? No, no. The one where there was like like two people and they just go back and forth with your mama jokes and then there's a winner. 
Oh yeah, from like early two thousands. <laughs> After like the third episode, we heard every your mama joke yes. ever, and it yeah. was just stupid. After it was that. done. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, she sucks, and she's just like, and she has that moment where they like try to make you connect with her though, where she's like, "Oh, sh- you're not gonna go to dance, whatever," and then like Jamie's like. Like I want to, I'm not gonna get to go to the dance. She's like, you don't care about dances. You suck. And then she's like, oh, I, I'm a normal person. I like going to dances with boys. <laughs> and then she's like, oh Shut well, down. yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, you like Ben? He's cute. And then, but then she she turns around. And she's like, hey, so Jamie Lee Curtis really likes you. Like you guys should totally go to the dance. You're gonna bang or whatever. She just like does things behind. She does whatever she, she calls wants. Ben, and she's like, "Yeah, bang this girl." Yeah, <laughs> she's she wants it. Yeah, she um, she she owns Lori's shit. She's like, "Lori, watch this kid. I gotta go bang my boyfriend." Uh, Lori, date Ben Tramer. He's gonna bang you. Uh, Lori, do my homework. <laughs> Lori, stash my weed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I like how they smoked a joint and then five seconds later ran into their dad and he's just like, he doesn't hey guys, smell it. Doesn't smell yeah. it, doesn't Not care. That. Well, they're hot boxing in like a freaking yeah. Oldsmobile. Yep. <laughs> you figured. And he's like, he's like, oh, guys stole some knives and a couple ropes. Ah, no big deal. Yeah, you're yeah. safe and you're yeah. smoking reefer. Uh, whatever. Go yeah. to school. I run this town. <laughs> you're going to be late. <laughs> you're going to be late. Yeah, that's what he's worried about. You're going to be late. You're going to be late. Aren't you going to be late? Come on, get to school. Um, so in in this movie, and I mean, this is a little bit more like they, they give you a framing device for it. It's on Halloween, but people are watching scary movies again. But just, it, again, scary movies inside of scary movies you oh. know, it is a thing. And in particular, John Carpenter, The Thing. Which was made after this movie. Was it? Yep. yep. Holy shit. <laughs> was it so we were talking about this last night. Okay. So yeah. When when they're watching it, um, it comes up on the TV screen. The thing with the same writing that yeah. John Carpenter's The Thing is, but in reading about it, and Evan turns to me, he's like, "That's weird because John Carpenter made The Thing," and I'm like, "That is weird." Yeah, <laughs> we yeah, were like Harold and Kumar. The Thing was made in '82. Yeah, this movie was in John Carpenter went went on to make The Thing, right? Which is incidental that he happened to show the thing so the th- when i was reading about it i told you last night like the the movie that they're watching is a 1951 movie called was it the thing from outer space or the yeah. thing from another planet or something the, like that? The, the thing yeah but it when it showed on tv it just said the thing it didn't say the yeah. thing from blah, blah 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 like like what it's what it was called so i don't know i don't know if well, maybe thought- it was already in like development of this movie or like had an idea of this movie before. probably not i thought but- it was two movies because in both those cases it's at the two different houses I think, one no yeah is- there's different movies because remember she said there's six hours of yeah. just non-stop <laughs> horror movies yeah that she's gonna of- ruin that little girl's life yeah. right by the <laughs> way did. she laughed about it yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was, the thing from another world was the yeah. 1951 movie <laughs> And Annie's like, I'm going to ruin little Lindsay's freaking mind with six hours of nonstop horror movies. Sucks for her. Well, I banged my boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. And, and so the, the thing from another world, John Carpenter remade in 1982. And it, mm-hmm. it is the same movie, by the way. Oh. You were wondering. Because the thing from another world is the synopsis is a scienti- scientist and American Air Force Base officials uh, fend off a bloodthirsty alien organism while at a remote Arctic outpost. Oh, wow. Yeah, I thought it was a different storyline, but no, that's a straight remake. Yeah, he just straight up remade it. And then didn't the thing get remade again? No. It did. No, it did. did. uh, Oh, yeah. Last year. Two years ago. A couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a remake. And I heard it was terrible. Of a remake. Oh, man. Didn't John Carpenter also make The Fog? 
that also he did. got remade. He did, which was also garbage. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> so there's that scene also where Annie like ru- quote ruins her clothes by spilling some butter on it. Yeah. Like All nothing. of her clothes. She yeah. Drops, yeah. She literally drops the hard butter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to the point where she has to. She immediately disrobe. immediately takes off her clothes. Just like just free t- free twi- free tit in it. No twitch. You're right. Free twitch in it. <laughs> twitch. And uh, like you know, she takes off her pants and she's just standing there in the kitchen of someone else's house. It, just naked. It's naked. Like number one, she's babysitting. So yeah. that kid could have walked in any time. Yeah. Well, it was She's Lindsay. Also, you know, it was a girl on girl stuff. Yeah, but still. That's true. If today's, in today's, you know, eyes. In the 70s. I know. I, I get it. <laughs> uh, but she's also. She's not in, even wearing a bra. She's also in front of like. Bra. Double door, like French doors like yeah. that are wide open to whoever. I don't know. And she just grabs some random shirt that doesn't belong to her yeah. and like puts it on and said. I'm going to put my bare nips on the shirt. Yeah, where'd that <laughs> shirt come from? That's I, convenient. I thought she was going to walk around topless a little more. I know. I, I thought that was going to be another two on the titty count. But we, by the way, titty count, four. Yeah. Four titties. Yeah. Um, oh. I just met yeah. four different times. I was like, I don't remember seeing no, He counts in each <laughs> individual <laughs> boob. As individual a, oh. boob because yeah. there are times in which you see one boob. Okay. So I, I feel like there Interesting. you go. Um, Speaking of boobs, real quick. Yeah. Not to dwell on this point because I don't want to. But <laughs> the girls in this movie that show the boobs yeah. are in high school. Yeah. Very well developed. For yeah. high school. They're very developed. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Like I wouldn't even, I would say that they're more breasts than boobs. Like they're breasts. Like they're, they're women. Yeah. They have women bodies. Yeah. Like they're they're ready Bresses? to hold milk. Go on. <laughs> now go on. Go Don't on with your body. Milk. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> they're fully developed. Um <laughs> it it she she takes this shirt, right? This random person's shirt and puts it on on her naked body. And then um she doesn't find a pair of pants. Or shorts or anything. She's well, just like, it's, yeah, it's like bottomless. Your, it's like boyfriend weekender shirt. You yeah, know. yeah. Yeah, while she's babysitting. <laughs> it's she's, only she's it's, tormenting the kid with horror movies for six hours. What does she care if the kid sees her boobs? It's <laughs> only crass if you show nip too. You know that, right? But Come then on. you can but, show a little cheek. <laughs> but then she, <laughs> she called, also It's called tact, you fuck rag. <laughs> it's called tact, you fuck rag. <laughs> um but then she's like, oh, I got to take this. And again, just the whole like walking outside. Yeah, it's in the backyard or whatever. But, you know, she's just, like walking around out there like, you know, naked and stuff. And then eventually when she decides, oh, I'm going to go drop off uh, little Lindsay and go pick up my boyfriend and bring him back so he can bang me. She does so without putting on pants. Still, yeah. she just walks over to uh, across the street. No, she doesn't. Yeah, she does. Does she? Yeah. She walked across the street with that. I thought that she because didn't didn't her boyfriend call and she's like I can't leave now my wa- my clothes are in the wash. Yeah, and he yeah and he's like good. He's like good. Does he walk her? Does she walk her across the street? I don't she know walks, her across, yeah. the yeah. walks her across yeah. the street. Yeah, right. drops sorry. her off. I'm fine with that. Yeah. What she does is she puts it. a blanket on over her shirt. Mm, good call. That she's already wearing. But wait, how does she That's end up in the car? Cool. She goes back in the house. Okay. And she gets the keys. I, th- she, I, think, but I she, thought she said she couldn't leave because she her because she dro- she just did it without her pants. Yeah, oh, she's so just going to go. She just wanted it, dude. Right. <laughs> but was that that wasn't her car, was it? No. Yeah, no, that was her car. Was oh yeah, because she drops Lori off earlier yeah, in, in the that scene. like all red car. Oh yeah. okay, yeah, 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 that was hers. Okay, because I thought it was like the neighbors or something like that, no, and no. she just went into that neighbor's purse and was like, I'm just going to borrow their car real quick. No, it's which. Like, Based on the the the, Based off of Annie. the vibe of this movie doesn't seem like or in the time doesn't seem like it would be that far off. 
Right. Yeah, dude. Nowadays, I mean, nowadays I mean, we if, don't let that happen if because I was, of this If movie. I was babysitting a kid, I wouldn't just be like, oh, I got butter on my shoes. I'm going to take off all my clothes while yeah. this kid's just hanging out. That's, that's I, right. to, I, I, I might go to jail for that. <laughs> yeah, that's Let's true. Let's be honest. Um, but yeah, but a female. There's this whole not. thing where like people aren't locking doors. They're just like, oh, I'm just going to walk into so-and-so's house. And it, it's, well, that's what I brought up when we were watching it, the very opening scene. Like, like, first of all, all their windows are wide open, no screens on them. <laughs> F that. And their back door was just open. Like Michael Myers, when he walks in to go to the kitchen knife, he just walks straight in. Got to get no a breeze. No door open. Got to get a breeze, man. Uh, no AC. So, uh, What's a small town? I don't care. Yeah. But if you live in a small town. But you no. have, it's safe. If you live in, no, it's not, obviously. Well, obviously well, every horror movie now. takes place in a hot, small town. <laughs> that's the point of the movie. That sheriff is clearly on top of it. It's okay. Really, <laughs> I'm not going to sleep in my, my bed knowing that my back door is open and that anybody can waltz in. Well, maybe they knew Donald Pleasance was in town and protecting their ass. And they're like, oh, no, no. Loomis is here. Yeah. We're fine. We got this. <laughs> not even a person. What if a freaking wolf walked into your house? <laughs> In the middle or of Illinois? Jackal. Or a jackal. Dude. Um, this isn't the Sahara. Not, But not only does it, it... Okay. I can get the whole like, hey, we're neighbors. We know each other. I'm just going to go and open your door and be like, hey, what's up? I get that. I'm not saying I would do that, but I understand it when people are like, oh, well, you know, whatever. But then it's like the whole, okay. Both of them are babysitting. Both of them are in houses that aren't their own, and they're doing that to that. Is it, that's the part that seemed weird. It's like you're you're just going into someone else's house when they're not there to talk to someone that you know that's there instead. Like it was just kind of like a weird. But that's like the whole. I was, I was I mean, fine with it. Every like movie that involves a babysitter, it's always like, oh, Billy's gonna come over and we're gonna make out. Go to your room, like to the kids. Yeah. It's like that's always been like a like a thing in yeah. in movies where like. The, the kid goes to bed and the boyfriend comes over and they bang. No, I'm talking like, about yeah. like the two I, friends that are just like, oh, just come over. Because it's like, I'm, I'm sure. But you don't know, too, like the relationship with the parents of this movie. Like they could be like family friends. Like, you know what I mean? Like where they feel comfortable be. in their houses. So yeah. that's the thing. It's like babysitters. Like that's babysitters, part of this movie. Babysitters always have like a weird relationship with like the people who they babysit for. Yeah. Not weird, but like I like a. Usually a close relationship. No, I think that's another scary part of this movie is there's a big trust in the town. Like the sheriff, there's mm. one person that works there pretty much. Everyone knows everybody. Small town. There's like two schools, you know, like one convenience store. So I think for them, everything, it's like, oh, yeah, walk over, you know, we'll yeah. switch. Everyone knows like, oh, they're all at the, probably at the same Halloween party, all the parents. Like, it's like no surprise. So like. They that's probably the, are. Yeah. That, that's like, that's a brilliant part about this movie is like this eerie creepiness of. There's this big trust in the community. It's a small town. It's Pasadena, by the way. and um, <laughs> Pasadena, Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I noticed the California plates <laughs> in, in one of oh, the Oh, I scenes. didn't notice that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, the blue with the yellow. And all the, all the uh, dead leaves are, f- are imported, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fun fact. They're not, uh, not actually dead. <laughs> they they're not domestic. Well, they're, they're, they're not, not from Los Angeles. I'll tell you that. Los Angeles did not have dead. It seemed that, very, we have evergreen trees, guys. This, Sorry. This movie seemed like there was a lot of wind going on. Yeah. Like, like Leaf blowers, you mean. Yeah, exactly. Leaf blowers and well, leaves she, brought even, in from the East like Coast. When, when Lori goes up to her room and her drape was like... <laughs> Yeah. And like, like how about that going crazy? How about the creepy shot of Michael Myers in the uh sheets that are oh, on like the clothesline yeah. outside? Oh yeah. And that's that super scene. windy. It's I will not have a clothesline because of movies like this. 
no ever way. in my life. Oh, I can't or wait to do it. Or The Conjuring. No, The Conjuring is another one. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to put up clotheslines and I'm just going to watch it all day waiting for that stuff to happen. <laughs> just set up a camera. Yeah. How come nobody noticed that he's wearing a mask? Yeah. Did you notice that? It's like she goes, oh yeah, I think the creepy old man next door is staring at me. And I'm like, no, there's a 6'5 guy in your lawn <laughs> with a white mask and a jumpsuit on. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Not, not a normal like, you're look. You're not like two miles away. Like You're 100 <laughs> yards away. You can see this guy. Even yeah. when they see him driving by, she's like, oh, creep. Don't you realize that creep is wearing like a scary ass mask? Yeah, no, right? And she even said like that guy's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she was a fan of Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I saw his bulge through his jumpsuit. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. Um, but yeah, dude. So how did? Maybe you you might know this. Um, how did the whole like what? Why can't I think of his name? William Shatner mask thing come along? They had a choice. They so they had a really tight budget. They wanted yeah. to make this movie for cheap. It only spent three hundred thousand dollars, and they filmed, wrote it, scored everything in less than thirty days. The nice. whole thing, and so I think they wanted everything done quick. Yeah. So they had a choice between this weird clown mask, which was yeah what he did when they were young, and John Carpenter was like, "No, nah, we need to switch it up. Like, we need to move on from the clown thing. Like that yeah. was just good a, call." So then he kind of was. So they found this William Shatner's mask, and they were painting random masks, and they were like, "Dude, that looks really scary. It's realistic. It's it's totally weird and bizarre. And we should just film a few scenes with that." So they were filmed, they just getting random masks and playing around with like, painting pa- them? They were painting them. Yeah. And then they just. So it wasn't anything like, oh, we, like that William Shatner mask. I have this idea. It was just like, let's try a few things. Yeah, because he wanted a human's face. Yeah. That was obviously like this still, like I, Michael Myers. He's yeah. just, just like no emotions, yeah. no anything, no soul. I read, Blank they, slate. I read that they had the William Shatner mask, a Ronald Reagan mask. Yep. And some other mask, and they out of all three of them. Well, lucky out. for Point Break, they didn't use the Ronald. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did they? Did they? I heard they flipped that mask inside out. Did they do that? Was that part of it? I don't think so. I don't think so. Don't think that that, that would be that weird. weird. I don't think that would. The hair would be on the inside. Well, I, I mean, I figured that they would like you know. Well, that's what they attach did too. Like, the hair on. wasn't like that. Obviously, like yeah. in the William Shatner, they like changed the hair. Yeah, yeah. on it, but yeah, like the. The mask was just, I think it was just because it was cheap, too. It was like, at the time, it was like a $2 mask or something. Because yep. okay. Billy Shatner was all over the place. Yeah. William <laughs> Shatner, I was reading that, didn't even know that they used his mask until like way later, like down the road. Yeah. And when you found out, he was like, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> he was like Good. stoked about yeah. it. <laughs> it is It is like very blank, though. It is It is perfect for the personality of the character. Yeah. I don't know what Good it call. is about that mask, but <laughs> it terrifies me. But. I have a boner, <laughs> but into it. he's strikingly handsome. <laughs> I think like just painting a white though. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like most masks, if you just painted a plain, like blank white would be creepy. You're kind of giving me ideas. I want to just go get like a random rubber mask and like fuck it up and like paint it and just to see like what kind of like fucked up shit it turns into. Yeah. yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. We'll hey, stop the record. podcast and do that right now. <laughs> yeah. And then record the rest of it. Wait, <laughs> we should do it tomorrow. <laughs> Halloween masks are half off. Yeah, it's true. <gasps> true. It's true. It's By the way, I was at a Halloween store four days ago, and I went to the mask section. I used to have a Michael Myers mask. Sorry, continue. <laughs> Con- congratulations. <laughs> uh, <laughs> continue. <laughs> so to follow up on the uh, our discussion in Scream, I went to the masks and I was like, "Let's see what's popping. Let's see. W- let's see what classic horror icons are are." 
you know, they're selling the masks. Zero Michael Myers masks. No hockey masks. Wait, so you were at Target, you said? No, I was at a Halloween store. A ho- like a, a Halloween dedicated store. Halloween okay. store. I couldn't find a Michael Myers or a uh, Jason Voorhees mask. I found a, f- a Freddy Krueger mask and a ghost and ghost face everywhere. Yeah, bother death. Huh. Bother death. Peanut eyed ghost. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like everybody was just dedicated to Wes Craven. But it's funny because, and they didn't have Frankenstein either, which I thought was interesting. You can see kind of what sells most, I guess. They drop off ones that aren't selling. Well, I think, too, because the only people who are dressing up are younger people. And, like, Scream is more recent, I guess. Than yeah. J- uh, Freddy Krueger, though. Uh, yeah. They remade it. Well, they remade Friday the 13th. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah. That's I just weird. thought that was a little fun fact because we were talking about how much of an icon the ghost yeah, face are, is. Are, like, clowns still a thing? Yeah, there's a lot of clowns, a lot of zombies. I feel Obviously like that zombies. makes sense, like zombies and like makeup. Some for Walking shit. Dead masks, yeah. Dude, that kind of bums me out though. That there's no like, like old school like scary masks and stuff like that anymore. Though, that that's a part of my childhood that's gone. It's like Scream said, you gotta you know be afraid for the youth of America. That's true. Mm. You know what I thought was kind of <laughs> weird in this movie that I don't know if you guys had seen it before. Or anywhere else, since uh, was like doing jack o' lanterns inside the house. That made like no a sense thing. to me. Like they just kept oh. jack o' lanterns inside the house, next to no. a bed. That, let's talk about the scene where Bob and Linda. Is it Linda? I think it's Linda. Is that her name? Doesn't matter. Bob and Blondie. Yeah. Tootsie roll. Get it on. Yeah. And there's a ma- like magically there's a jack o' lantern on the nightstand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do they bring I, that with them? But I think that's the only time you see one in the house. No, there's also Jamie Lee Curtis, and then they make one, and they just, once they're done with it, they just walk out. I'm like, okay, they're going to go set it on the front door, and she just puts it on the on the table, and she's yeah. like, there. What do you guys want to do next? That's a little bit more understanding. Though, Maybe the kid just wants to see it. it kind of yeah. thing. I don't know, but the, yeah. By the way, she does all the work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that kid I said, does nothing. Remember I said, like, that was the crappiest Jack Lantern ever. Like, the, <laughs> yeah. that was a huge pumpkin, and the eyes were, like, the size of a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> what Trash. Was the, yeah. When was the last time you guys carved a pumpkin? Two last days year. ago. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I That's a dad I, right there. Oh, you want to hear what I did? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I was like, I'm tired of using a knife. It's way too much work so i got my power drill and just yeah. drill <laughs> did you get the uh like the thing to like bore like a different size hole oh, yeah. on it definitely it took Jeez. me like 45 seconds yeah <laughs> that's awesome Good it man. was great yeah i was like i got a two-month-old i don't have time for this <laughs> <laughs> dude i i haven't carved a pumpkin in like shit dude i don't even i can't even recall i did like, it last, last year i did it i i like got all like artistic last year and yeah. instead of carving a puppet I like carved some of it and then I did like the one where you like you shave like the skin off so it like nice it's still like Kinda something glows. there but it glows yeah, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's deep I got into it did <laughs> you put did you put it on your nightstand and then you and Natalie made your kid no oh. <laughs> exactly but technically if our baby's born around now it would have been like a Valentine's Day baby oh I see that that's so true I just found that out that's classic didn't mm-hmm. really, uh, wait we went to Vegas r- together right around Valentine's we did not time. have sex in Vegas are you sure? Yeah. Did I did I witness the conception <laughs> of your child? Yeah, you did. You were there, guys. I was there in the conceiving of his child. That means you. I'm have gonna to, tell your child that story. That means That's you have fine. to imprint yeah. on it. Yep. You you're, to, already, you're already calling my kid Ripley. Yeah. So, which I don't I don't see why you don't name name her that. I mean, yeah. Right. Yep. That'd be rad. Or Sarah Connor. 
That's badass, <laughs> Her first name is Sarah, Sarah Connor. Connor. Sarah Connor. Sarah, one word. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we were thinking because when we went to the Avery Brewery, we're like, Avery would have been a rad name. That's a good name. You could still give it to it. There's yeah. time. She's not born yet. No, you have to have whatever you've kept in the closet for six months. Yeah, we're not telling people. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Got to go with name. it. It's going to be a big reveal. I, I feel like you've led me to the brink of orgasm. I feel like it's one of those things it. where if it's not like the best name ever, a lot of people are going to be pissed off. Yeah. It, <laughs> be like, to, for the record, it was, bitch. for the record, it was not my choice to not tell people until the movie. <laughs> if, if it's like Erica, I'm going to be like, damn you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the name Erica. So oh, good. Not Erica. Good. Okay. Jennifer. <laughs> Sorry for all the Erica's out there. <laughs> Jennifer. <laughs> Sally, <laughs> just like something's like normal. Um, why are we talking about this? I don't know. I don't know because it's scary. Sucks. Let's talk about something else. Having kids is scary. That's uh, oh okay. yeah, the jack o' lantern. If you want to get back into Halloween, though, let's talk about like the um, kind of the idea that this established a lot of the conventions that Scream mentions. Right? This establishes the babysitters. Yeah. Uh, the slashers, the running upstairs. Everybody's constantly the virgin, running upstairs. The, the yeah. virgin. And the it, sluts, yeah, the a virgins. huge thing yeah. about the the uh, promiscu- promiscuous, right? Yeah. of women. If if they give it up, they get sliced and diced. And we see a lot of parallels between Jamie Lee Curtis and um, Nev Campbell in yeah. Scream, right? Yeah. They're obviously Jamie They're Lee Curtis. They're both like the smart girl, like. Smart girl, kind of. I don't want to say prude, but they're not promiscuous, right? They're not like devising yeah. some plan to get laid. Um, you know, they're outsmarting the killer. They're the only ones who who really seem to like. I, I don't want to say like care about things, but pretty much care about things. Like, are who are thoughtful, what, right? What I was reading about it was like the the girls who are like just getting banged all the time. They're that's all their focus is on. So they're just like, I just need to get laid, and so like mm-hmm. they're they're one hundred percent focused on getting a boy back to the house and getting laid. So they don't like notice that there's a killer running amok where Jamie Lee Curtis is more of like a nerd kind of like keeps yeah. to herself. She is aware of more things. Mm-hmm. So she notices things and it's like her awareness is greater. Exactly. Yeah. And, and this also ties straight into the, you know, the theory we've talked about multiple times of, of the gaze uh, and how, you know, we're looking through Michael Myers, a man's eyes to, and just viewing these like, women who only want to have sex and like they're just a, we're just objectifying the the boobs and everything like that and they die like oh we get our pleasure from them and we kill them uh it ties right into that that theory you know that hollywood is very male centric right and um uh and it also kind of ties it to to the horror genre as this was like a model for a lot of horror movies so i think here we see a a r- real big connection between why people associate horror movies with you know it's very male centered and it's like a lot of people don't like it and i think it it contributes or it detracts from you know some of the other good stuff of horror movies that that we we discuss interesting was that your killer dissection no no that was just a crossroads that i was riffing on i had (laughs) no the reason i asked is because i kind of want to just bring up another little thing you mentioned scream um did you catch the one like major pop song that was in this or not yeah. pop song, but it was, we uh, about it. yeah. Don't fear the so, reaper. So when oh, we yeah. were talking, when we were doing scream last yeah. week, I was reading, I didn't bring it up, but the reason 
Wes Craven put that in the movie as, as an this. homage to this movie. Yeah. Yeah. But there was also in this the movie it played when he was following them. Yeah. Yep. Don't fear the Reaper. Yeah, yeah. When 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 you have the killer in the background before he's killed, right? Just like Billy and Scream. Yeah. 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 And. We also got uh, the Sandman song though too. That song creeps me out. Now. That's not. Oh, yeah. That's not in this oh, movie. Mr. Sandman. Or was it the end? No, it's it's when um, uh, they're like focused on town and and the. I thought Sa- the Sandman song wasn't introduced until the second movie. Is it? Uh, maybe I think it's the second something movie. Else. Yeah, okay. I think it's the I don't second remember movie. Remember hearing that one? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Don't fear the Reaper. Definitely playing in this one, and that that's cool that like we're seeing now that we're like reverse engineering this. Yeah, I like too how. When they pull up to the hardware store or the general store or whatever, and they're talking to the dad, uh, Loomis is there, and he's like looking around, and behind him, Michael Myers just drives by or yep. right under his nose. So, so close, Ugh. yeah. Love There's it. this whole thing um, when she's in school, and they make a huge point about it. Like it's very poignant with the way that they're saying it. They're like fate. Fate catches up to people. Like fate does this. And what was this person's opinion about fate? Um, and that whole time, you know, Michael's standing outside just staring in there and stuff like that. And they said a quote here that's, um, what do they say? They're like, uh, fate, uh, is an, is immovable like a mountain. And I'm just kind of wondering what and how that ties into Michael Myers don't in they, this movie. But don't they also say fate is tied to religion? Uh, no, she mentioned that she asked the question and like, oh, what? What was so-and-so's view compared to so-and-so's view? And then she answers, like, this person viewed fate as, like, religion, et cetera, et cetera. This person viewed fate in this light, you know, like, it was comparing two different opinions about it. But, like, what do you guys think about that? How do you think that ties into it? Because it, it was very pronounced, you know what I mean? It was almost like that scene in The Following where she's in school and uh, the teacher's talking about, like, or reading, like, the poetry thing or whatever. But... um in this case, we don't kind of have it tune out when she pays attention to uh, Michael Myers outside. It keeps going like that. Um, what do you, What do you think? Uh, I don't know. I think. Uh, I mean, is Michael Myers fate? I think Loomis kind of always keeps thinking that he has his master plan. Like he says, he always stares through the wall, never does anything, never says anything. But yet, it seems like. All Michael Myers' moves are perfectly timed, calculated, and like he's not just some like weird kid who, like, at six years old, stabbed his sister. It seems like everything has a motive and an attention. So I don't know if it's necessarily fate, but it almost seems like it's his destiny to like kill his family off, kill everyone he knows and loves, and then just like he lives with himself, and like that's it. And and that's the mystery behind the whole movie is like, well, if you kill your whole family, then what are you going to do afterwards? Why are you going to, are you just going to keep killing random 17 year old yeah. girls for the yeah. rest of your life? Or is it just over with? I think, I think in this movie, just like done. I think in this movie, it, when they were making it, maybe didn't have like necessarily a, like a motive, I guess. Yeah. But when they went on, they, you know, cause in the second one you realize like, Oh, she's his sister. Blah, blah. So that's what his whole reason for leaving and blah, blah, blah. But there, I was reading a thing where I was saying like, um, like Michael Myers has been in a mental institute since he was six, right? How did he learn how to drive when he drove into <laughs> <Yeah>. town? <laughs> he drove pretty good too. So what they were saying well, was and, that all the times that he was driven back and forth from with, by Loomis, you know, to the mental institution, mental, yeah. mental institution to the, like the whatever, blah blah blah. 
Um, and they they kind of focus on this like later in the movies. It's like he paid attention yeah. to the way he was driving and he like watched him. And so I think like he almost like plays dumb but is like hyper aware of everything that's going on and paying attention and like memorizing yeah. stuff. And I mean, which is what crazy people do. <laughs> yeah. Um, they even kind of made a, a, a joke about that where they're like, Oh, he's been in an institution his whole life. How he can't drive. And he's like, well, he seemed to be taking lessons, giving him lessons, you yeah. know, because like he just drove out of there. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's I, I I like what you're saying though, Ryan. It's, it's like it's his his fate, you know. His fate is predetermined, maybe, and and no matter what, you can't steer that. He's just gonna kill everyone that he can, you know, everyone that matters to him, let's say, or or you know, is in his family, and it's immovable like a mountain. Like you can try to prevent it by you know uh, counseling through years, like Loomis tried. And he kind of came to the same conclusion. Nope. He's he's just evil. Like, that's it. He's just gone. Like, there's nothing you can do about it, you know, other than kill him. Oh, I have a question. Yeah. Where was Loomis taking him? Remember, he was like, he's 21. He needs to go. And then she goes, isn't that maximum security? And he was yeah. like, oh, yeah. And I was it's, like, what, was it a prison? Or yeah, I think where? because, like, he hit a certain age to where they can't keep him at this, like, little podunk mental, mental institute oh. anymore. So they had to so move him to So it wasn't prison. A, I don't. It might have been, but it may have been like the the psych ward of the. Good prison. question. Was he? Uh, did depend on his sentencing, right? Was he sentenced to yeah. life in prison, or? Well, they, they were they were they were talking or? about taking him to before the judge, because remember he she was like, "What oh. do I have to give him?" And he was like, "Give him this oh, so medication." Maybe, and she was like, "That'll knock him out." And he's like, "That's the idea." Maybe Loomis is is actually trying to argue for a different. Different sentences. Oh, I see. Well, like, that's get him I out think. of this minimum security crap. Well, I and think let's put this he's guy. Tw- he's twenty-one. Try him as an adult and put him in prison. Type yeah, of thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I mean, because like even with like the the and I and it sucks because I've seen the Rob Zombie one, so they kind of like blend together. But the Rob Zombie film seems that like Loomis really cares about Michael Myers. Like he wants to see him get better, and he like thinks that he can. Well, and believes in him. So I wonder almost if like Loomis is like, no, I want you to dope him up so he seems out of his mind, so they won't just put him in normal prison and they'll put him in like i don't i don't know though because his speech where he's like for seven years i tried to reach this boy maybe and then That's for the last speech, by the way. for the last yeah. eight i realized that there's no reaching this boy i mean it could be that i, I, I never saw the rob zombie one but maybe it's like rob zombie focused on the period in time in which loomis was trying to help him or they do like focus on that a lot I think, rather I think than z- giving the zombie up. just did his own thing with it yeah, yeah. oh for sure because to me, Loomis is Rob Zombie tapped into all the parts that they don't talk about or show in this movie, which is a cool. I thought was actually cool. the better, like like a you know a cool twist to his version. It's yeah. just the rest of it sucked. Right. Well, I don't think it. <laughs> I don't think it's so. Rob Zombie's version didn't suck per se as like a movie. It sucked as a remake. Yeah. Like if you look at it, like yeah, kind of ruined this it for one. me. It, it cha- but it, he changes the the icon. Yeah. He, but but it wasn't a bad movie. Like it was still cool yeah. and it was still whatever i mean like and it was cool to see his like idea of like what went on you know that we didn't see it, or learn about it, it was cool that, the original yeah it was cool that he explored that yeah but i mean it, i don't it, like it necessarily but it's to whatever. the to the original one though if if we know anything about loomis we know that this guy is actually the, the truth there and is telling you exactly what the fuck is wrong with michael myers and if he wants him locked up he's probably got a real good plan on locking yeah. him up yeah 
you know, after <laughs> like if we learn anything from this movie, it's like we freaking listen to that doctor. Yeah. He spent 20 years on this kid or whatever, or, you know, whatever, 15 years on this kid. Yeah. I found the Dr. Loomis quote that we keep talking about. I'm just going to read it so that way we have it. Do it. Here. I met him 15 years ago. I was told there was nothing left, no reason, no conscious, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, of good of, or evil, right or wrong. I met, this 16, or I, I met this six-year-old child with a blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him and another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that uh, what was living me behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. Yeah. Oh, shit, Brilliant. dude. So, uh, like, Loomis is embracing that fate there. Yeah, he definitely is. And, like, even the sheriff, after he's told him, like, he went into the house, he sees the dead dog, and he says that speech, he's kind of like, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. Like, he's like, he's just like, well, no one's dead yet. And he's yeah. like, oh. Yeah, he's well. like, a man wouldn't do that. And he's like, exactly. This ain't no man. This ain't no man. <laughs> and then the sheriff later tries to sass Loomis. He's like, if you let this thing escape, damn you. Yeah, and I was like, uh, sorry, bro. bro. I tried to tell you. Your daughter smoked weed in front of your face, <laughs> yeah. and you did not care. <laughs> Listen, bro. It's like the sheriff, or it's not the sheriff, the mayor in freaking Jaws, just clueless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that kind of like, that kind of explains like the mask situation. Like, like the only thing behind him is uh, is a pale, blank, you know, whatever face with the with death behind his eyes. Like that's kind of what the mask he's wearing is. It's a pale white mask with good point but yeah. black eyes like you can't see his eyeballs ever like it's just black you know loomis is telling you about the mask yeah, yeah and absolutely. then like he was like when i look at the look at his face there was just evil behind his eyes like almost as if the real essence of michael myers is something else than this little boy like the little boy's body or face mm-hmm. or whatever is not michael myers like it's something deeper i think you nailed it evan that's very astute observation because it also helps explain kind of why Michael Myers is unkillable, it seems. He gets shot in the chest, he lives. Like, maybe there's something more. Maybe he's just not a, a human boy. Maybe he there there is some sort of embodiment of evil, as a lot of the taglines of the sequels will tell you. Like, there's a, a evil force behind him or something like that. I think that's what we're led to believe through, like, you know, the the blankness of him and Loomis's examination and his he's unkillable and, and things like that. I kind of like that too, though. That like, because um, if you watch like Friday the Thirteenth and all those movies, like Jason like never dies, yeah. or he comes back all the time, and yeah. like he's like this giant ripped like monster. <laughs> but Michael Myers is l- technically a human being. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. gets up after a couple shots to the chest in this movie and four like, ba- bails. Four. There you go. Um, and P- then we assume knife stab to we the assume chest. that he's dead at the end of the second movie. Mm-hmm. But then he comes back, obviously, later for whatever. But uh, I like that they don't, like, try to go back and explain why, like, why he's I- indestructible, quote-unquote, you know, and, like, can't yeah. be killed. Yeah. Because it makes it more, like, kind of random and mysterious and kind Spirit- of scarier. Spiritual, almost, yeah. It's, like, almost scarier than the fact that, like, why is this guy still alive? Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. Where, like, Freddy, it's like, okay, well, he's not a real human or a real person. He's in your dreams. He's fake. And then... Jason, I don't think they really explain either. I don't know, but they yeah, kind of, I mean, whatever, but it doesn't matter. Um, but there is, I mean, humans do fear the unknown, right? Right. And so if they don't know why he's 
doing what he's doing, why he can't be killed, that is scarier. Yeah, and Michael Myers, like you said, he looks normal. Jason's like 6'10", and like 500 yeah. pounds of ripped like muscle. Effed up face with a hockey mask. Yeah, you can't relate to that guy. You're like, yeah. no, nah, no one I'm ever going to meet is going to look like you. Yeah. Like yeah. Michael Myers, you're like, yeah, that could easily happen. Some freak yeah. kid mm-hmm. with a just mask. turn and turn on a mask and you don't really know what he looks like. And, and we're seeing the world through his eyes. There's plenty of point yeah. of view. Yep. Which it, it, it makes you ask questions like, you know, why is he killing him? Mm-hmm. Why, are we, why are we seeing this? Why do we care? And there's no answers. That maybe that's part of the psychological fear factor. Oh, I love when he killed. What was I do with the glasses? Bob, Bob, uh, yeah. Bob. Where he just like chokes him and he does the head tilt <laughs> like, oh. back and forth, looking at him. I was like, oh, yeah. So it's like it's, yeah. it's like when you kill, like when you're hunting and you like you're like admiring your kill. Yeah. yeah. By the way, that knife could not hold its body weight. No, <laughs> no, no. no. Come on. no. But Unless that was... knife was like five feet long and in in a stump. tree stump. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It was pretty gnarly though, the way he just like pins him up with it. Yeah, oh. that's that's some great that's a great shot there. It uh, is some good directorial. Some work. of the some of the coolest shots in this movie, which I don't know, I, they I don't know what I was gonna say, but they ruled like we're like you see a lot of I think a lot of modern day horror movies like kind of pull from I, I don't know if this started or not. I could be wrong, but like the whole scene where like Annie is her name. The curly hair girl, yeah, yeah. she's uh like she keeps walking back and forth in the kitchen, yeah. And each time she walks back, like when she walks back, and you see Michael Myers all of a sudden appear, yeah, in the background, yeah. yeah. And she walks back a couple times, and she when she goes back to the left, he's gone, he's gone. Yep. Yeah. Where I think a lot of movies now, where like they they play that a lot, where like absolutely um, you open something and it's unfocused, and then it focuses on the background, and then there's like a like I mean, a monster or a ghost there. Or something. That's the most terrifying scene in the movie, The Strangers. I've never seen that. Oh, I want to see it. You could say that when you know because nowadays we're trained to do that, right? Yeah, we know yeah. we know that's coming. Yep. And you could you could say that, hey, we're looking for Michael Myers still. Yeah, and like like the uh, the scene at the, towards the end when uh, Lori is you know uh, Michael Myers is like uh, in the house right yeah. and she's in it. This and is good. She's by the closet, and all of a sudden you just see his face kind of illuminate. Yeah, what a brilliant oh, lighting. Yeah, so, so good. good. Brilliant Great lighting shot. technique. So good. Because yeah. it's like, you. It's just giving you that like, hey, he's there. <laughs> yeah, he might get you. It's a slow he's reveal, get you. <laughs> and and it's not like he he moves into frame. Yeah. He's yeah. been in the frame. Yep, that's you just couldn't see him. Mm-hmm. And and that just plays into that whole like you're saying like it could be anybody to, who just put on a mask. It's like this this monster, this embodiment of evil, doesn't have to be a new. Doesn't have to be introduced into your life, into your world, into your house. It could all have always been there, and you just never saw it because it was just slightly in the shadows. Fuck, dude! Just a shape, just a shape in the <laughs> shadows. Oh man, um, <laughs> what was that move? And I maybe, don't know. maybe Jamie Lee Curtis survives because she doesn't embrace fate. Maybe she makes her own fate. Maybe, maybe that's yeah. why she's the 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 heroine is because she changes her fate her fate quote unquote of getting killed by Michael. She's like, no, I'm not going to accept that. I'm going to change this shit. Which would be poignant because she's the one who breaks down the the differences in fate earlier in class, right? Yeah. So she's the one who has a good grasp on it, knowing that maybe she can change hers. You know who definitely doesn't uh, like change fate? Uh, the fucking neighbors who suck. Oh, who oh. don't let her in? <laughs> they they oh. literally they, they they turn on the lights. They look through. She's slamming on the door. She's she's got blood, and she's like, "Help me, please! I need help." She's not saying, "Let me out." She's, just, "I need help." 
and then they just turn off the lights, lights and off. close the blinds. So that's the worst big league move. <laughs> of that's all the time. best big league move ever. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that, that didn't make any sense to me. They know who she is. It's, they live in a small town. It's weird. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's that girl again. F it. Uh, they won't let lights. They're, they're like, oh, she should have gone around girl. the back. The back door is probably open. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're like, oh, it's that girl. She doesn't put out. <laughs> we and we talked about this when we were watching the movie. Like, it seems like in this movie, the entire town is trick or treating at three in the afternoon. Yeah. yeah. Daylight. Yep. They're like going to school and there's like five kids walking around. Yeah. And I'm like, who's home? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like, good point. If you're I just get, getting out of high school. <laughs> I get when like neighborhoods are like, oh, let's let our kids trick or treat in the daytime because it's not as dangerous. Whatever. I get that. But there's still going to be kids that are trick or treating at night. Yeah. Absolutely. Why is there no kids in this movie trick or treating at night? Uh, I guess maybe it kind of like shuts down after like mm. nine, I guess. Do we, I don't know. We don't know well, what's happening. Yeah, we don't was, know what's happening. The passage of time. kids that were like, I dare you to go up to the uh, to the Myers house. And then <laughs> Loomis, <laughs> he's, he's yeah. like, hey, fuck, there, fuck off. Assholes. Or, yeah, whatever it was. <laughs> and get then, your ass off that. Well, that's what he says. Get your ass out of here. <laughs> the best part was <laughs> after, awesome. after they leave, he takes his like hands away from his face. And then he just has this little smile. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I did it. I got I, him. Guys, I really made a difference today. I changed the world. <laughs> well, you know, he doesn't know. You know, if Michael Myers shows up at that time, maybe no, he kills those kids. I, I know. That's maybe that's what I'm saying. In his head, that's what he's yeah. thinking. That's why he's got this little smile of like, that was a good job I did right yeah. now. That was that was a good oh, thing. That was really I, funny right there, guys. <laughs> if, I wish I wish the sheriff was around to see it. <laughs> if I do have one critique, it is, though, the passage of time in this movie. Like you mm. said, like. They just got out of high school and people were trick-or-treating. Like, who is home? And, like, you ever notice that uh, Annie picks Lori up to drop her off at the babysitting yeah. play? Like, because they're babysitting down the street from each other, right? Uh-huh. She picks her up during the daylight. And then when they get there, it's pitch dark. I'm like, how far away <laughs> did you? That, that's at least, it takes at yeah, least half an hour. Scene. Like, where did you drive to? You know? So the passage of time is a little strange. And, like, like, the day seems, like, really short. But, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you can tell they one thing this they might be fast. Be yeah, you can tell like everything was quickly done. Like, oh, we get this shot, and they probably saw that, and we're like, nah, if we don't have time. Yeah, let's just <laughs> let's just get it to dark. Well, we there, yeah. to be dark. I was reading a thing that they were saying like the originally this movie was going to take place over a couple of days, like eight days originally, but then they were like the storyline, right? Yeah, yeah, like the whole movie. They were like, but then they were all, well, we don't really have a budget, so instead of all these like wardrobe changes, let's just make it one night. Yeah. <laughs> Which it, and it, like the all the characters wore their own like clothes like they didn't have wardrobe or anything. Oh, hence why Jamie Lee Curtis looks like a nerd. Yep, she's <laughs> <laughs> just a nerd in real life. Yep. Um, James, what's your? Um, what seems like a good a spot as any. What's your killer dissection? Yeah. Okay. So let's take a step back from Halloween specifically, and let's talk about horror movies, right? Uh, because I, I was going to bring this up with Scream, and I think Scream and Halloween are two good movies to look at. Yeah, with this. Um, when we talk about horror movies, it's a really good genre to look at when we talk about how we receive movies. And what, what do I mean by receive movies? I mean, when you go to a movie theater or you're sitting on your couch and you watch a movie, your reactions and your emotions and the way you think about a movie is how you receive it, right? So all those thoughts on whether you think a movie is good or bad, how you come to that conclusion and how you feel watching a movie is a big scholarly topic, right? It's hotly debated how we identify with movies and how we come to like them or dislike them. 
And there's two competing theories out there. The popular one being that it's a psychological identification. You know, it's very Freudian. It's that we re- we're watching these movies and we identify with a character, right? And we psychologically relate it to ourselves, you know, and, and this is how we interpret movies. And then the competing theory being that it's almost a uh, physical association and that the way the things that happen on screen affect us physically before we have time to even think about them mm-hmm. before psychologically affecting us. And uh, it's, it's po- very poignant in the, the horror genre. And a lot of scholars will bring up that horror movies give you a physical reaction before you have time to interpret them psychologically. And so the horror movies are kind of like the standout point. Well, are we identifying and disliking or liking these movies based off of, you know, our, our gut reaction or off of the way we interpret them in our head? And so it's really cool. This is actually what I wrote my senior thesis on. If you guys mm-hmm. want to read a lot of thick, wordy, boring uh, papers, I'll, I'll post my paper on the Twitters or something. But it's about, you know, horror movies can give us this psychological thrill or fear of dread um but they also give us a, an emotional and physical fear a feel feeling of dread or fear and it it is what drives people to dislike horror movies and what drives people to like horror movies is they can either feel excited because of this fear or too afraid to continue watching right and that's like kind of the two main ways people like or dislike horror movies and and the way we receive movies may in fact be why the horror genre as a whole is shunned and put off to the side is because it's the only genre that is really evoking a lot of fear and turning people off to it rather than psychologically if we look at these movies like we do in this podcast we find a lot of good stuff yeah a lot of valuable themes a lot of things that people you know can identify with and would learn you'd say learn quote life lessons or whatnot just like you would in a drama like the Shawshank Redemption or something like that. So my ar- my argument or just my question for you guys to look at is, is it the physical feeling that detracts that detracts the, the genre? And is that something that distracts us from looking at the psychological way of interpreting the movies? Is that what makes the genre shunned? Or is huh. it, you know, the fact that it's formulaic? The fact that John Carpenter made a brilliant movie and Hollywood continues to make movies exactly like it. And people are sick of seeing that. I don't know. Maybe it's just as simple as that. Yep. So that's my killer dissection on the genre. And uh, you can look at something like horror, uh, horror-ween, <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> um, you can look at something like Halloween where there's you know psychological terror of things like we discussed, being behind the mask, not knowing about what Michael, what's spurring Michael Myers. And then you can also just talk about, you know, like the freaking kill scene where he kills Bob and he shoves him and holds him up on a knife. That's 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 a gut terror feeling, you know. Yeah. So uh, and scream, same thing. You know, they're they're even telling you about it, how you're interpreting things psychologically because of a formula, and also you know, like they're also scaring the shit out of you with your gut feelings with the soundtrack and those crazy sound effects we talked about and the slow motion stab scene where they kill Drew Barrymore. Yeah. And you see that knife plunge into her, her chest. And your reaction is, is almost to do the same reaction that she's doing, right? Try, try to s- yeah. squirm your way out of it when you're yeah. watching that. So it's, um, it's a cool debate. There's not one right answer. Uh, but it's something I implore you to, uh, to ask how you feel. And I feel like this movie nails both of those. 
like the, the scenes where he's like coming after her, you're kind of like your whole body's going like, dang it. Like inside everything mm. feels crazy. And then like yeah. it's the psychological side of why is he doing this? Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like this, why this, I love this movie so much is it's not just a guy stabbing and being weird right. and just blood everywhere. And it's not just some psychological twist where you have to like think for four hours. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what that movie means. It's like yeah. you get a little bit of both and it's short. It's an hour and a half of just brilliant movie. Yeah. Dude, I think it's one good. of the scariest yeah. things about Michael Myers is like you literally have no cue, clue of why he is doing this. Like what you're saying, like, like they don't. I mean, they like obviously he's crazy in our sense of the word, but like you don't know what drove him to that. You don't know what like made him like originally kill want to kill his sister. Like they don't really explore that at all, and that's what makes it more like frightening. Is mm-hmm. like. Oh, he's just a kid that snapped one day. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he likes sluts. I'm going to say that right now. All the movies kill sluts. Which yeah. is ironic because <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis is not. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And that's who he wants to, wants to kill the well, most. Well, I mean, <laughs> does, he wanna, does he want to kill her? That, w- that would come down also to the, yes. like, uh, let's say, like, generalization and being like, oh, well, you know, this girl was like this, therefore all girls are like that. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, good call. So it could be that. I mean, it could be in his fucked oh, up Michael oh. Myers mind. He's saving her from becoming like the rest because he kills her before she has a chance to. But what? I don't. I, I, what made him ultimately decide like that's his thing? That's, yeah, right, you know what I mean. I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> wait, you made, touch, you touch on. Does he want to kill her? Yeah. Do you think that he might not want to kill her? I, this is also playing from. Like the Rob Zombie movies, like he seems like he like cares for her and like loves her. So he, he wants to and like, like almost like he's just like a he's just a big dumb animal that like ends up all he knows is to kill kind of thing, and so he kills or tries <laughs> to kill her. But, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't. I don't know. That's the reason I don't like the Rob Zombie movie. Yeah, because it, 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 it's, it's butchers like, the whole like mystery. Right. Like, oh, you're it messes with your mind. Yeah, like, like oh, your stepdad is a Vietnam weirdo who beats you and makes fun of you, and your mom's a stripper and, like, bangs dudes. It's like if Jaws was like, I'm going to (laughs) be friends with Brody. (laughs) That's kind of what that's like when you have this, like, unstoppable, unfeeling killing machine, and it, like, feels something as a connection. Like you said, it's not necessarily that it wants to kill her. It's just what it does is it kills. Are you saying that Jaws cares for Brody. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> but he, Jaws just wants to swallow Brody whole and keep him in uh, his tum tum and just keep him safe. But Jaws doesn't understand that it, it, it's a fucking shark. Just like Michael Myers doesn't understand he's a fucking shark. He's a land shark. That's what he is. Mm-hmm. He's got black soulless eyes. He you, you shoot him a it's bunch like of times, he doesn't die. Like he just friend yeah, fire bad. <laughs> fire bad, friend. Yeah, well, well, he's trying to save a girl from drowning in a lake, and Michael Myers is throwing that girl into the lake. Well, yeah. I, in in his eyes, he could be saving Jamie Lee Curtis from becoming like the rest by keeping her pure forever. True. But I, I, I'm going to go with that because it seems like the best explanation. I'm just yeah. saying. If, if we follow that theory. I'm just saying we have a plethora <laughs> of different things. I think this movie does a really great thing of making you feel. I mean, they, they just. They, they, they did a simple thing. They put the kids unsupervised in a house 
while there's a killer like on the loose chasing after you. So of course, where you're like, oh, just run. You're like, oh shit, the fucking kids. You have to. That immediately makes you have to go inside and up the stairs. It puts yeah. you in that situation where you have to end up in that closet. But we know cowering that, in the in the corner. But we while, we know that Michael Myers does has no like intention of killing kids at all. I mean, no. when we he's, assume when so. he's at the school, and he doesn't kill the kid. He, yeah. The kid like runs into him and yeah. touches him and is like stares at him and is like just runs away and I Michael mean, Myers just bails. We we like, assume we assume that yeah, that's that's my thing too. I'm like he's not going to kill the kids, but she doesn't know that. Well, right, right, right. You know what I mean? And if you and if that was, you know, kids you were in charge of, you'd be like, fuck, I got to go get those kids. Um, I just, what <laughs> and I, and I just, just gave me a look of like, fuck that. No, nah, I would run. I would run. <laughs> I, I'd run. I, I just Not my that, kids. I just wish that t- in today's time that we still had parties that the adults can just go to on Halloween. Yeah, just take care of my kids. Yeah. Teenagers. Yeah, what, like, what party are all these adults going to where they're like, I got kids. Yeah, don't, I know somebody who'll watch them. Don't care. It's yeah. probably like... Uh, I'm into, like, I'm into thing, that. Same Let's thing keep happened, that going. Same thing happened in Hocus Pocus. All those adults ended up in one giant party. It's like uh, House of the Devil. Yeah. Yeah, where they're like, oh, we're going to this party. Uh, just... Uh, I'm going to do that. Take care of... I'm not taking my kids yeah. to some sweet Halloween party. I'm like, nah, you're staying home and going yeah. trick-or-treating, which I don't want to do unless I could do it with booze. Sure. <laughs> just take take them somewhere, lock them in a room, and they're like, why can't I stay home with a babysitter? Just make them watch Halloween and be like, there you go. Uh, That's well, why. Then they might kill me when I return. <laughs> it's true. But why? You, do you wonder if this movie would be different if you took out all the uh, teenagers and put in grown-ups? <laughs> well, I guess they wouldn't be trying to bang constantly, so that'd be a big difference. Yeah. And maybe they'd outsmart the killer because they're wise. I don't know about years. you, dude, but I'm, I'm I'm trying to bang constantly. I fail constantly, but but it, it's still there. I mean, like like fifty year olds. <laughs> He's talking about like like well like the, the parents of these like, kids well, like they've explored all well that. grown yeah. adults that uh, are like yeah. that are they're like situated in like life. Oh, like okay. Jamie Lee Curtis's father type yeah. of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I, I dug it. It definitely gets you from both perspectives. Uh, perspectives, like you were saying. <laughs> I can't I can't say anything. Come on, DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled. I want somebody to write to us. Explain to us more whether or not Michael knows Jamie Lee Curtis as his sister in this movie, or whether that was invented for the second one. I'm gonna go personally with that it was invented for the second one because I think I feel like if you look at it from the point of view that she's not his sister at all in this movie, it makes a lot more sense. Like he's just killing girls, whatever at that, at that age, you know. If you look at it, if you go back after you knowing that it's his sister. And then look at it, and you're like, oh, and then you start seeing different things. But I don't think that they thought that in the so, beginning. So you're saying his mo- you think his motive is, I'm going to kill promiscuous women that were like my sister like who were banging this dude. But not even. Like, like because, every girl's Because like, Jamie Lee Curtis wasn't promiscuous, but I think she mm. just got either in his way or she was but that's just, why it's he just that age. Her. Huh? That's why he couldn't kill her, according to the conventions and Well, the according to that, but he was trying to kill her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Motive, so why would yeah. he try so, to kill her if she wasn't promiscuous? His his motive is just to sure. wipe out girls of that age range. I guess. Yeah, I don't that, know about that because he he only stares at her in the classroom. 
Like he scores in on her. Like yeah. that's her. I'm gonna yeah. stare at her. That is a pretty pivotal her. scene. But is it? Do you yeah. think it's because it's the first girl that he saw when she walked up to his old house? That's I, what's the order of scenes? Because I think that'll play right. Yeah. If that's the first girl he sees, maybe he gets fixated. It is the first girl he sees. So well, he, in does he town. drive by the school first, or does she walk up to the house first? She walks up to the house first. Yeah, because uh, she's dropping off the key, and that's in the beginning, like in the, he does early in the morning. He does fixate on. Then he fixates on so her. So he was in the house, sees yeah. her, and he's like, "Okay." But then, why does he all kill right. her friends? He makes a very good point to kill her friends. Well, he sees all of them with her when she's walking home, and he's stalking her. I don't know. Practice mm. warm-up kills. Well, because good questions. F- good questions. Where's the motive? Yeah. Well, I guess. Well, they're fr- her friends no are like his old sister. Yeah. Just wants to bang Bob. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I mean, his <laughs> name's Bob. Yeah. Come on. Really? Like, that's the dude? <laughs> I'm going to further the uh, fan fiction and say that he doesn't know which one is his sister. I'm going with the theory that it came up with. Interesting. Year. I'm going to go. You can, you can argue any point because, in, like, in this movie, they don't make it clear at yeah. all. I'm going with. Don't know if that was purpose or incidental, but. I'm going point. with, uh, to him, every girl was his sister. Oh. You know, like, it's just like, they're Judith, all the same. Judith is yeah. sister. Yeah. yeah. So no, whatever no, drove no, him to kill Judith drives him to kill all these other yeah, girls. Yeah, which we don't know. And, you know. and Bob. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Bob. I, you know, but that was sweet. Think, he, played think, a, he played a little dress up. The moral of the story is, don't let your kid go out trick-or-treating by himself at six, six years old. Which yeah. they clearly did with Michael Myers. Yeah. Yeah. They let him yep. just go run around, run a buck at six years old yep. in a clown costume. Yeah. Don't... Uh, don't let him do that. <laughs> bad, bad things. Who knows what happened to him? Um, all right. I think that's probably about it that we've got for this movie. Unless, Ryan, do you have anything else you want to say about this movie before we uh, close the case on it? I don't think so. Uh, I've always loved this movie. This was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Definitely. I never really thought about it. Like he never. I always thought he knew who she was. Like he now, always kind knew. Of, now I hate this movie. This movie sucks. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Mic drop. I'm burning it when I get home. Sweet. Well, thank you again for joining us for this movie. But before we go, we'd like to tell you about the next movie that we are going to do. And surprisingly, the Bronze Spawn isn't here yet. That's why we are able to record this on Halloween morning. And, and you will be listening to this, hopefully, ha- Halloween night while you're driving to your sweet Halloween parties mm-hmm. after having dropped off your kids somewhere. Um, but more, more than likely, the next time we record... There will be another person in this life, uh, and that will be your child, Evan. Mm-hmm. So we decided to go a little bit themed based on that and children and birthing. Uh, Evan, introduce. We are going to be doing the 1968, 10 years before this movie was made, Halloween, um, made by Roman Polanski, Rosemary's Baby. Boom. I've there never it seen is. it. You've never, You've seen, never it. seen it? Never seen oh, it, guys. Man. Gonna oh. get deep into it. <laughs> oh, good. Have you seen it, Ryan? No, I never have. No? Oh, no. man. Let's watch That's it together, great. bro. Let's do it. By the way, speaking of Halloween parties that you're driving to tonight, make sure to catch mine at my house, guys. My address is 14362 Mervin in Tustin, California. Come on down. We got plenty of food and drink for everyone. <laughs> can't, uh, wait. can't wait for Rosemary's, baby. <laughs> you might see some wrinkles. <laughs> you, might, you might yeah doc, doc brown will be there as, as he's named <laughs> <laughs> all right well
Well, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Um, and as always, we like to leave you with a killer line here. So maybe the next time you ask yourself um, or tell yourself after a scary situation, it was the boogeyman. Just remember, as a matter of fact, it was. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.